johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Well, we are back, guys, for the first day of February, February 1st, 2023. We've already got one month down in this year. How quick it goes. Let's talk about the news right out of the gate. Mike, he tweeted it out this morning. He's finally done. So let's expound on that from a betting point of view. He did the betters no favors last year. He literally went from the most covering quarterback in the history of the NFL to being the absolute worst quarterback in the year of 2022. So he definitely, uh, when they say past performances is no indication of future results, he, he definitely let the betters down last year. So I'm sure no betters care that Brady is gone. I personally could care less. Move out the, uh, move out the old, bring in the new. And I hate to say move out the old because I'm in that category. But, you know, like, let's, let's be real, Mike. You're 40 years old. You play soccer. You're a goalie. You, when you have an injury, it's going to take you twice as longer to heal. I watched you wear finger splints for months. This guy, if he gets injured, he's not going to bounce back. He saw quarterback after quarterback get smashed. That was way younger than him last year. Can't blame the guy for quitting. Well, I mean, I, I take a different approach. Uh, you know, with Brady, he's had a... Hey, Mike, pull down your mouthpiece. Yeah. Mike, um, so Brady had a spectacular career. The guy is not the average Joe athlete. He takes care of his body. He rehabs. He's got an incredible nutrition. I mean, that guy was able to consistently put up numbers every year. I mean, from a statistical standpoint, the guy still threw for 4,600 yards last year, even with a decimated offensive line, decimated defense. Wide receivers were banged up all year. So, you know, could he keep playing another couple years and still perform what an average level, how the league with the average quarterback, sure. But the guy's not average. He doesn't make in the playoffs is not average for him. That's not the the bar that he sets. So if he doesn't have a Super Bowl caliber mindset where he's going to get there, then yeah, I mean, he, he realizes he's at a point in his career where Tampa is probably not the 
the mainstay. If anything, he would go somewhere else. But again, is he just trying to be a replacement for a franchise for the next couple of years? He retired last year, and it was kind of like, yeah, maybe he's done. But I think this year he means it. And um, I hope he does stay retired. I hope he moves on. I hope he becomes a, a great broadcaster like Tony Romo. He's obviously going to be involved in the game. I mean, I think he would be a fantastic coach as well. I mean, he he's so smart and he's able to basically, you know, look at a defense, have a photographic memory, be able to exploit the weaknesses week after week, season after season, because, I mean, we saw, I don't know if you, uh, you probably are not on Instagram and, and saw this, but they posted his resume before he got drafted um, talking like working the places that he worked because he didn't think he was going to be an NFL quarterback. And he was putting together a resume to go into, you know, the corporate world. Then they showed a picture of him um, at the combine. They showed the numbers at the combine. Again, no real arm talent, no legs, very slow 40. Um, just nothing jumped off the board that said this is going to be a seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time um, Super Bowl MVP, all the passing leaders, all of the accolades, you know, number one in regular season passing yards, number one in playoff passing yards. I mean, I could go on and on. And what that really says is, is the combine really – the metric that we use by drafting players or is it development and seeing that if you get them in the right system and you give them the right coaching and you, you let guys develop into their twenties, which we've seen from many different occasions that guys that are not drafted super high end up being fantastic players. So the combine, look, it it needs to be there. Um, It gives, you know, teams an opportunity to see these players um, just do the basic skills and and the strength and the speed. And I think for some positions, it's definitely a big factor. But we saw it with Tom Brady, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft. Nobody wanted him, didn't get a big contract. And then we're, now we're talking about him as the best quarterback ever in this game. So um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for, you know, for him to move into the next chapter of his life. Unfortunately, you know, Tampa Bay, as we saw in the playoffs, was horrendous. They were a team that didn't even basically, to win that division, they almost could have been under 500. So it's, you know, it's it's time for him to go and, and move on. And, you know, what we saw last week, not the transition from, from Brady, um, saw two really good games. Unfortunately, the first game, the really good game was in the first two minutes of the game. And then the rest of the game was not. Um, Once Purdy went out in that game, you knew it was going to be over. I mean, they threw in Josh Johnson, who's been in the league for 13 years and has been a backup for most of them. We had spot starting duty when, you know, when the starter gets hurt, but then they put Purdy back in. And he, he tore his UCL. And, John, if you don't know what a UCL is, it's the tendon in your elbow. He tore it. 
So the guy literally couldn't have any grip pressure. He couldn't squeeze the ball. And they had him throw, I think, two more plays beyond that. Um, and he threw it a total of like three yards. So that was a demolition derby. I mean, I think the Eagles, we were on the Eagles no matter what, even if they had Purdy, I was talking about it for the entire week, that having a rookie quarterback and winning 12 games in a row and having a a stellar defense and playing at home in your first round and beating the Cowboys is much different than traveling cross-country to Philly the number one seed, the team that basically the entire year got the job done. The only times they basically faltered was when Hertz was hurt. So outside of that, you know, they were the stronger team. The linemakers put it under three, which was, I, I thought that spread should have been three and a half, possibly four, but they had it under three. I was all over the Eagles. So yeah, would I have liked to seen a really good game from a fan standpoint? Sure. But from a betting standpoint, it was over in the first five minutes of the game. And so it it was a really good performance. I'm excited to see for the Super Bowl. We're not going to give out our Super Bowl picks yet. We're going to do that next Wednesday. How did you do on your two picks last week? I can't remember. Just one. I gave out. Well, we gave out only the Eagles. but But in terms of giving out the predictions, I I did say on the radio I wasn't going to play it. But I did like the Bengals. Um, I thought that the injury uh, from Mahomes would definitely be a bigger factor. I was shocked he was able to be stationary and be that successful. Um, again, there was a lot of breaks in that game. Cincinnati couldn't block anybody. He had, they had a terrible game plan offensively and defensively, even though they were right there at the end of the game. You know, I, I do believe that if Cincinnati had a better game plan against Mahomes, and we're able to get to him and pressure him differently. And, and he, you know he's not going to run outside. But he did it a couple times at the end of the game, um, and he hurt his ankle turning. But they allowed him to stay stationary in the pocket and not play man. Because if you, if you have a, a stationary quarterback, and traditionally if you play man, you're going to be able to send blitzes as long as your man coverage could stay with the receivers slash tight ends. Really, the only person that was a factor that you could be potentially scared of is Kelsey. They couldn't stop him, and the rest of the receivers kept getting hurt. I just think they had a horrible game plan. So I'm not going to say that the end of the game, you know, I know there's a lot of people on social media that claimed, you know, the, the referee was betting the Chiefs and he should win the, the MVP for the AFC championship and all of that. I, I don't buy well, into any of that Well, the referee wasn't stuff. the guy that hit him. The referee wasn't the guy that hit him out of bounds. Right. It didn't hit him out of bounds, and the, it was clearly a foul. Yeah, there was a couple instances earlier in the game where. Did you called, see the uh, they, Did you see the video footage of his own players saying, "Why'd you Why'd you hit the quarterback as they were was walking out?" Well, of course. I mean, look, there's a lot wrong. of emotion. There's a lot of raw emotion yeah, when yeah. it's. You know, you're talking about potentially having opportunity to play in a Super Bowl, like we always say. You know, some of these players that make it to the Super Bowl, they always say during, you know, media week, we don't know if we'll ever make it back. It's not like a given where you could ever make it back to the game again. So for them to make it and you're so close, um, you know, it hurts and it stings. And and that guy, unfortunately, uh, 
he had a really good game. Uh, he was playing very well for being a linebacker on that team. And it's unfortunate that, you know, he's going to be remembered for that play, at least in Ohio, for at least the next year. So feel bad for him. You know, it's it's a bang-bang play. It's It happens all the time. But unfortunately, it just happened at the worst time in that game, which gave him an opportunity to field goal. I don't know if they would have had any more time to to really, you know, have a 10, 15-yard play to get them into field goal range, and it probably would have went to overtime, and then you never know what happens. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's football. It comes down to it. The matchups were great. Um, you know, obviously, being a huge fan of the game, I really enjoyed the weekend in general, um, regardless of the Purdy injury. But so, you know, it's it's going to be a dogfight in the Super Bowl again. We're going to hold back. Not going to talk about the actual Super Bowl selections till next week. We have the flag football game this week. Now, I, I haven't even looked yet, John. Do you know, can you bet on the flag football game or no? I mean, I'll bring it up right now since inquiring minds want to know, but I would probably say it's a hard no. Now, is Dave on the show? Because I heard some chatter. Um, I don't know. If he pops in, he'll pop in. Um, yeah, I thought I heard somebody in the background. No problem. Yeah, so matter of fact, let's talk about Dave for a second. So I went over my – so on my YouTube video last week, it's perfect. You had a nice segue. The truth of the matter is, you know, whether Dave's on the show or not, he's working. He's two hours behind us. He's doing his deal, getting the games in. Uh, you know, people like hearing him, but, you know, we, we're, we're just – you know, we know we know what's up. So let's talk about the reality. Last week – Last week, um, he started out the week. He lost on Monday, two units. On Tuesday, 1.5 units. On Wednesday, half a unit. On Thursday, he won point eighth of a unit. On Friday, he lost a unit. On Saturday, he won seven and a half units. On Sunday, he won two units. He ended the week plus five units. This is the variance of a professional sports better. And this is the thing that you're the one that's dealing with the guy, these guys on DMs, Mike, and you're trying to explain to these guys the long-term efficacy of following a system and how you have to be unemotional to treat your wagering as a business. And it, it just amazes me because you just don't get to choose the order of the winning and the losing. If somebody joined on Monday of last week and they were betting, let's say, a 1000 a game, they were down about 5000 after Wednesday night. Lost Monday, lost Tuesday, lost Wednesday. And then they ended the week plus 5000 So with all the whining and all the commotion and all the going to bed in a bad mood and all the, the nonsense, this is what I want to know from you, Mike, since, this, since I now I can say I'm an old man, I'm 50 years old, Wow. Are they learning when they communicate with you? Are they learning when they communicate with you? Are they learning when they DM you? Are they getting the concept that the daily action doesn't matter? Or are you still getting bombarded since you're the front guy on the telephone with show me what you can do today? And if you win that one game today, I'll pay you tomorrow. What? Tell me about that, Mike. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, when when this stuff happens, 
time and time again, I almost think that the clients are pre-programmed to simply think in the short term. They have this illusion that, hey, if, if this guy could just win a couple days for me, give me a sample, give me a test, see me, let me see that it works. And if it works, then I'll buy it. It's like, well, what is two you know, it or three reminds days me of those, anything? It reminds me of those like Scarface movies. Give me a little taste if it tastes good. Right, but it's that, it's not. But it's, it's the the mental, like they're just they're setting themselves up for failure if their expectation should be that any legitimate trading model where all we're doing is we're finding market inefficiencies time and time again. Um, that it should matter based on a two game sample because it's, it's just funny to me still to this day that, you know, Dave will, we have joint, um, Instagram channels and Dave, a lot of times says, well, most of the time he says, look, I, I don't talk to clients. My job is simply to bet and get action down. Mike is the guy that deals with everybody one-on-one. So I get these messages all the time. Put me on the channel. I'm like, well, why do you think it's free? It's like people think that everything should be free because they go on Twitter and there's a million free picks out there. Well, all that means is everybody just has an opinion. Everybody just has an opinion. So I try to give them a business plan and their minds can't wrap around the fact that it takes time, lots of volume, losses and wins. There's no such thing as a high 80% win rate. And that's because they're so used to seeing marketing that says that, that they don't, they actually believe it. Whereas Dave's up 34 net games in the NBA on the season. Think about it. 34 net games. If you're betting 500 a game, if you're betting 500 a game, you're up 17,000 on the NBA season at 58% win rate. Listen, I was talking to our good friend uh, Dave in um, Tampa Bay. And um, speaking of Tampa Bay, right, Dave in Tampa Bay, and he was saying um, we were going through the numbers. And a, a, a one-unit player from August 31st to January 31st, following every game specifically with not doing deviating from the program, only playing Dave's games, and only playing my underdog system is up 231 units. So that means a dime player is up 231,000 in five months. A $100 player is up 23. And the thing is, if we picked up the phone and we called 200, 300 clients and said, are you up that money, even though they're dime players, they're going to absolutely all say, no, I'm down or I'm even because they just can't keep their hand out of the cookie jar. And they have to make bets on their own. And that's the thing for listeners out there. Unless you're part of a betting group, which was discussed on Avoid the Trap episode uh, four, I believe, which is, uh, you know, you can uh, go to avoidthetrap.com and listen to the last uh, podcast that was just put up where one of our, um, uh, where Dave Miller's on that podcast talking to one of the lawyers that handles these betting groups. You know, again, these betting groups, they have people that fund these betting groups, and they put their money up, and then they're just a recipient of the profits or the losses like in a traditional mutual fund or hedge fund. They can't 
make the mistakes on their own. And they can't bet other games in that entity on its own. And as long as somebody has the ability to go into their account and bet other games that they want to bet just because they want to bet them, you're never going to get clients that have the ability. Very few. I don't want to say never. Very few clients will actually match up to the results that we track on a daily basis and spit out to our clients when they ask what the results are. Can you agree on that, Mike? Of course. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, it's this this game is not easy. This game is takes a lot of work. What Dave does when we, we you know we make these you know posts on Instagram, we have a, a lot a lot of our clients are big time fans. They're big time believers because they see the work day in, day out. You're not seeing some guy go on Instagram and tell you that he's got a play they can't lose to put, you're going to make 15 X on your bankroll this weekend alone. Just a lot of promises and hype versus Dave, where we do literally zero of that. We don't hype up games. I mean, Dave's excitement comes when he's staring at a Don Best screen and he sees that the going rate is one thing and he could actually get it for two points better. That's what Dave gets excited about. And like clients can't wrap their heads around it because all they want to talk about a lot of the time is, well, the game lost them. Well, it lost. It's okay. But we closed good. What does that mean? Like they, so the technical aspect, they don't truly get, which it's not for most clients to get. That's why you're paying us. You're paying us so you don't have to do the homework. You're paying us because we're not handicapping the games. And we have a proven trading model that has made Dave a lot of money, has made us a lot of money over time. And now we're able to reciprocate that product on Telegram. We're like, last all the NBA games, they were given out at 11.43 Eastern last night for today. We're not waiting to post on 90% of our bets. Now, it doesn't say that we can't do that as well. We will, but that's where the trading angle comes in. It's like when you're trading stocks and somebody gives you a tip and says, look, buy this stock now. It's at the lowest price. You're probably going to see it, and it's only going to go up. Well, with sports, it's similar concept, but you're just trying to get the best price. So if you're constantly getting the best price, think about as a entertainment better or recreational better, how many times the game comes down to a half a point on the last second three, um, you know, a foul shot missed, a foul shot made, and the game is within that half a point or a number every time. But think about if you have an advantage three points by the time it goes to post and whatever that closing line is. Now you're giving yourself a cushion. And if you're just manually doing this based on statistics, based on your own opinion, that's all great. Dave still has 15 years, maybe 20 years of power rankings and data that he's accumulated that he uses for every well, single sport. Let... Go ahead. No, no, just to finish with that is, you know, how many times when we're we're in our private group chat and Dave posts the Don Best screen and he shows the injuries that are questionable. Then he rates 
the point, meaning, let me, let me rephrase that so the, the actual audience understands this. He rates the injury based on the point adjustment. He basically says, all right, if Giannis is not going to play and he's questionable with an ankle injury, is he worth five points or is he worth two? And we go into these conversations and these, not arguments, but more just dialect between us where does it matter? And he knows the answer and he knows because he has a very, very large sample size of digressing these injuries. And if the public and the going rate is one thing, he only believes it should be a two point move and it's really a five point. And then he offsets his, you know, his, his trading style. So unless you're doing that consistently every single day and you're working till midnight on the following day, you're probably as a recreational better, not going to see consistency. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not the guy that knows everything. I just know enough to tell you that if you follow our model, John knows firsthand, you're going to be very profitable with basketball. Well, and the other thing is, you know, obviously we're making changes in 2023. I'm going to be launching my private uh, mentorship site for you guys shortly. And let's not forget, like I said, you know, Dave is the one that chooses to use his name and show his identity in public. For people that are students of professional sports betting, for all you people that are listening, whether it's live in real time or you're going to listen to this later, listen very closely. There's been documentaries. There's been movies. There's been books written about the computer group in the 80s. Mike Levitt, the Kosher Boys, my original partner, Larry Ducart, uh, Billy Walters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in the old days, people had to work very hard to get access to, let's say, Billy Walters plays. Now, I have no association with Billy Walters, never done business with Billy Walters. I don't know Billy Walters, but I am very good friends and do business with Kenny White. Who, and so what I tell people is that what's interesting, and I thought about this last night, Mike, was people don't realize what they have access to because they don't have to work hard to get it. And because in the marketing media, you have people that are sitting at their home flipping coins. I'm going to get a little realer in 2023, flipping coins with no information. They see they're desensitized in social media and advertisements with everybody's got a game. Everybody wants to earn your business. Show me your trust. Back in the day, we don't have to get into specifics, but I was just listening to that Avoid the Trap uh, podcast and it was funny. He said, I could write a book on some of these stories. You know, and I know that Billy Walters took somebody to court who you're friends with that's no longer with us and alive, so I can talk about it, for using his likeness and basically duping gamblers who were so hungry to access Billy Walters' games because there was a perception that he never lost, even though he was doing the same exact thing that Dave's doing, beating the number. He was featured on 60 Minutes with our good friend and buddy, Kenny White, and Brian Blessing, et cetera, et cetera. And so nobody really understands. A new better doesn't understand that simply being able to, in the old days, if Billy Walters was willing to sell his selections after he bet them and make them available to the public, he would have had people just banging down his door. The pro Now you have the real Billy Walters 2.0, which is all the groups we deal with, including Dave, who wishes to show his likeness, 
and people put them in the same category of, um, uh, I don't want to even give these guys free plugs. The guys that have the Ferraris, I'm not going to give these guys free plugs. The guys that have the Ferraris and the, the, the expensive watches and nonsense. So you, you, you did some business with that other gentleman who's no longer with us. You saw him taken to court. You saw him losing the court uh, case where Billy Walter said you're basically imitating my likeness and duping investors to pay for selections because they were that hungry to get his games. So can you imagine that you really have that with Telegram now and then you have people that actually DM you and they don't really understand that that's really what they have access to? Because tell me if I'm wrong, you were there with, briefly, people were just blowing the guy's phone up, correct? Oh, yeah, big time. But it's, you know, it's it's you can only try to educate so much. We we do this. We we almost a lot of times, and, and me and you struggle with this because we over educate when we have a new subscriber, and you try to get them to understand like the easiest, least resistance route, and all they care about is tonight's game, and if it wins, that they they should base their opinion on the entire trading model based on the game winning. It's like, I don't know if they're pre-programmed, if it's bad habits from the past, if it's just the marketing in itself, which gives the actual industry a bad name. Um, but for us, it's like we waste our time. I wouldn't say waste our time, but it feels that way when we're on the phone we're giving somebody a true, honest presentation of how to be successful for the next year, not worrying about tonight's games, and their only response is the same. It's like they all know each other, the clients. Well, if the game wins <laughs> tonight, then I'll join tomorrow. I'm like, well, what does that mean? We might have four games now. We might have two games at post. There's a, you know, we have... What's one game? Well, just uh, I need to just well, see if it works. You're the one. You, I, let's get into it because I like the I like kind of the format of that podcast that we're doing on the other side of here of the radio show, which is let's talk about some of the stories. Like, explain to me how somebody will DM you and tell you they have a half a million dollars in their account. They're a professional better. They've listened to all the videos. They've watched all my YouTube videos. They've watched all Dave's YouTube videos. They subscribe to his Instagram, my Instagram, your Instagram. They listen to every archive radio show going back eight years. You make a presentation. You're not really selling them. You're educating them. I'm listening to you. And then they're ready to roll. And then a minute later, it's now nah, let me get back to you. So explain to me, like, you're on that side. So, I'm, I'm, for all the listeners out there, this is the year of my snobbery. It's going to cost you a lot of money to get me on the phone. And, and when I say a lot of money, way more money than I used to charge just for my, to deal with people because time is valuable. And what I realized is 50, there's only so many hours in a day. I am not going to deal with the guy that calls. And again, no disrespect intended. You got $400 in your FanDuel account or your, or your Caesars account, or your Circa account, God bless you. You don't need me. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. Well, you know, and I'll, I'll mention it. There's a client named Nick, Nick H., not going to say his last name on air, um, messaged me on, on Instagram, was very interested in following Dave and his Telegram access because he's currently in the Northwest, and he's got a lot of opportunities with 
arbs and things like that of that, that nature. So he's already pretty, at least from what he's told me, pretty deep into it and is successful at it. But then anytime when I, when we tell them that our fee is because listen, if somebody's working with a half a million dollar bankroll, our fee is like a joke. It's really a retainer for our time more than anything else. And when somebody says, well, let me think about it or let me get back. And I completely understand that from a business perspective, I usually don't make impulse decisions. I usually do my due diligence. And then says the man who gets 30 Amazon packages a day. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, but I do my, but listen, but I do my reviews before I purchase (laughs) and before I make the purchase, I make sure that I do my due diligence. I understand if you have to think about it, but in my world, when somebody goes dark and completely can't give you a response, it just means one thing. They were never really who they were to begin with. They really don't have a $500,000 bankroll. It was just maybe another um, yeah, another opportunity or service that's trying to just like find our business model and try to recreate. I don't know. But it's like at some point, being respectful has to be first. If you're respectful and say, look, I changed my mind, I understand. It's not a big deal. But it's like they want to do all these other business opportunities that we offer on Dave's link tree. And they want to do that first. And I'm like, look, I don't mind making you a lot of money with these other business ops. You have a lot of growth. We could show you how to scale. I mean, all of that's in the cards. But first and foremost, our initial first date with our product and our our products and our program is you come on Telegram, you get access to all of our market edges. That in itself pays for it. That that pays for itself. And then if I see that you're a true committed player, what we could do the other business opportunities. And and it's my job to find if you're actually have the bandwidth or qualified to be able to do it. So it's unfortunate. I get a lot of people and, and maybe because Instagram is not as direct with the marketing. Um, I remember when we originally were on the Spencer video, I guess now roughly about a year, I think, what was it? March, John, March or April? Yeah. February, like March, yeah. 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 So when we were on there and cl- the clients that watched that video and called in were all business. There was no break in let me get back to you. I mean, they did, but I'm saying they were all respectful. They all understood what's in store. A lot of them were international. A lot of them did their research beyond the video, and they also respected Spencer from his actual content, which gave Dave extreme legitimacy. But now when guys watch it, when they come from Instagram, it's like they see so many of these different, you know, so-called. I mean, I'm the, fir- I'm the first one. I'm the first one to tell you. I walk in the office every day. I go, wow, there's 40 guys like us. Like I, by the time I even get a coffee and come to the office, right? There's, I get bombarded with 40 to 50 Instagram, Facebook ads a day. Um, it's it, it when I forget a day, a uh, a log into Instagram or Facebook. I'm looking. By the way, it was one year ago. The video has cra- is 369,000 views. And what's interesting is there's 203, 200, 2,000. Think about that, 2,004 comments. We've gotten probably a good couple hundred clients off that video. But think right. about 
2,000 comments of most of them positive going, the last comment is finally a real sports better that makes a lot of money and is able to show how. Now, the, the funny thing is, is again, this wasn't our channel. And um, unfortunately, me, I have a YouTube algorithm channel as well. The way the algorithm works is that unless you're purposefully searching for how to be a professional sports gambler, that video is not going to come up on YouTube. And because it gets lost in the shuffle, it's just an indexing type scenario. But what's interesting is, yes, you do make a valid point that the people that were reaching out from this video, which was only 20 minutes and 23 seconds, you're talking about almost 400,000 views, um, it was a complete different uh, animal. And then I also will say is we have a lot of international clients since then. So the people that DM you from Australia and Greece and Italy um, and, and, and other countries around Europe, um, they all get it right out of the gate. I mean, it's pretty much, how do I join? How do I pay? Correct. Right. And it's that they're, they're programmed to understand the bigger scheme, which is the bigger opportunity is long-term trading with super volume. And if you have to bet 10 games a day, you do it. You don't sit there. I mean, like I said on my like, well, like I said on my on my YouTube video, we we Dave went four, 14 and six on on Saturday in college basketball, and then you hear guys, I don't want to bet twenty games. I don't want to bet twenty games. Why not? Why not? Just give me the best six. So good, I'll pick out the six losers, and he can avoid playing the fourteen winners. So this is this is the uh, the fundamental flaw. Like I said, as People, I like to do these radio shows in a way that if somebody hasn't listened to the, any of the prior shows, they're going to get the same knowledge that they got. So, you know, pillars of sports betting, volume is key, 1% risk of your bankroll, high volume, high volume, high volume, the complete opposite of 99.999% of the marketing. If you're somebody that's excited that in 12 days, or actually now 11 days, because you don't count today, in 11 days, the Super Bowl will be played, and all you're doing is researching all the prop bets and all the angles and all the exotics and who's going to cover the spread and will it be Philly or will it be Kansas City, and you're just obsessed with this one stupid, non-consequential game if you're a professional better. On February 12th, you really have no business even listening to us, calling us, buying picks from anybody, or dealing with anybody. What do you got to say to that, Mike? I'm mean, I'm in my tough love phase. What do you got to say to that? It's like you know, been talking about it for 45 minutes. You know, it's. I think. We're gonna have breakthroughs with certain guys that are legit. It's just unfortunate that we have to put in the effort into the time of people that are not like in my mind, our reputation is so strong and our credibility is so strong that I feel like anytime somebody calls me and knows me, it should just be like, how do I do it? How much do I pay? What's the process? Teach me your ways. That's it. Two minute conversation. So I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a very good example of what you're, what you're dealing with, which I've already realized a long time ago, which is they always say substance over marketing. It's not. It's marketing over substance. 
these cuckoo clowns that were actually I'm watching I'm watching with no mute with no uh, volume, rewatching the Spencer Cornelia video. For anybody that's listening, you just go, you just type into YouTube infiltrating a sports gambling operation. It's Spencer Cornelia C O R N E L I A. You'll you'll the video will come up, but he's featuring some of the Las Vegas clowns, right? Um, in the beginning of the video, and he's obviously done videos just just ripping apart some of these Las Vegas clowns. But the flip side is, look, I, caveat emptor, buyer beware. I have no empathy for any of these people that pay these guys because they go for the slick marketing. You and I have talked to people that have unloaded thousands and thousands of dollars because for all you listeners, we... If you listen to the Avoid the Trap interview, we are not selling picks. We are being retained. We are retained counsel to learn how to make money betting in sports. If you listen to Joe Dorham, which is a, a, a lawyer in Georgia who's on our other podcast, he's a lawyer. He gets retained for his services. The, the marketing, especially for you newbies listening to this radio show, for 35 years of me doing this, is not people handicapping games, it's people betting OPM with other people's money on commission. So remember, somebody calls you on the phone. Take this game, bet it for a thousand after it wins, pay me three hundred, thirty percent commission. Great deal. Now they talk to a hundred people. They got literally a hundred thousand on that game. They have no risk whatsoever. If it wins, they bring in thirty thousand. If it loses, sorry. Sorry, we'll make it up to you next tomorrow. And you know what, Mike? Let's agree. Let's agree right here on the air. People do it more so than don't do it. And if it didn't work, people wouldn't be going for it every day. Those ads wouldn't be would not be ran on social media, on the radio. Am I correct? You don't spend money marketing a product like that if it doesn't work. Then you want to be crying like you need a shrink crying about, I paid this guy and he didn't win for me. No, you gamble. You had let somebody gamble with your money who took no implicit risk because you didn't want to retain him like you would retain a lawyer or a financial advisor or a therapist. You understand, Mike? That's the issue. Substance does not trump marketing. And let's also, let's break it out on February 1st with 13 minutes left. Most People that are not professional gamblers that are betters are greedy and hallucinatory. What that means is they are delusional. Listen, listen very carefully. I'm not offending future clients. The average person that drives to a 7-Eleven or the local gas station and buys a lottery ticket is delusional. There's no math in his favor. He knows he can't win. He's hoping. The average gambler is delusional. They're trying to take $300 and turn it into $30,000. And then they went on Twitter and they saw some guy with a $5 ticket make $100,000. And then you got to remember, when I came up in this game, Mike, people were not being exposed to tickets and past performances 
and people jump, jumping up and down and screaming and yelling and watching the guy make the foot, the touchdown when he bet prop bets like the FedEx driver who every single day, this guy works nine hour shifts, delivering packages all around Baltimore. And he's betting, he's probably blowing 30% of his revenue on these stupid parlay tickets because he quote, hates his job and doesn't want to work. That's delusional. That's hallucinatory. That's not a real sports better. A real sports better would not even be. So the minute somebody tells me a story of how they got burned by another service, I know I'm not dealing with a professional better. Because if you fell for that nonsense, if you fell for that crap, then you honestly deserve it. And that's the truth. You will get no tears shed with me. In every other walk of life, you purchase the product and then you walk out of the store. If you tried to walk out of the store and said, I'm going to use the product, and if I like it, I'll come back and pay you, you would get arrested for shoplifting. This is the, this is the industry that you're up against. So my only word to you on the air, Mike, is don't make many presentations unless people are qualifying, qualified right out of the gate. You got to be more targeted in the people because, again, the DM, the problem also with the DM and the Instagram that I see, and you've done very well uh, with clients that actually want to join, but you didn't really have to sell them the product they were already sold by the time they reached out to you, is the other problem is too easy to hide and be anonymous. We're real people. People know what we look like when we walk into casinos. People know what we sound like when we get on the phone. They always say, oh, my, I can't believe I'm talking to the guy that's on the radio. I can't believe you're the same guy on the YouTube channel. I can't believe, I can't believe because there's a million guys sitting at home with a phone up there. You know what? Call on guys, take this game. And if it wins, I'll pay you tomorrow. So the problem on the, on the, the social media side of it, all my comments are turned off on my YouTube channel. All my comments are turned off on my TikTok. I don't even, all, all my DMS are blocked. You have to request to send me a DM. My good, our good client, Carmine S. I got one DM yesterday. Carmine S. He sends me a DM. I accept it. You know what the DM said, Mike? What's that? Happy birthday and wish you many more. Real human being who knows who I am. Like none of this. Hey, can you slip me? And then there's one above him and I click on it and it's from a guy I don't know, right? Who do you think is going to win tonight in the Portland Laker game or wherever was playing? (laughs) So, you know, I guess I'm desensitized. Ten, you know, I we 35 years obviously is you know you're 40. I started doing this when you're five, so wrap your head around that. And so what I would basically say is, uh, this is the year of if you're listening, higher quality, real business models under and 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 one of the points that I'll make, and then I'll let you talk. We'll talk a little bit about some of these games. Is People don't realize what they have access to because they don't have to work hard to get it. I want everyone listening to this show to go to YouTube and put in Billy Walters 60 Minutes. Watch it and then watch it one more time and then maybe even watch it a third time. And you watch him in this interview, which is over 10 years old, Mike. And what is he saying? He has spies trying to get his plays. He has people that are um, undercover, people that are tapping rooms that he's in. The work to get this guy's information was tremendous, That and because it was hard to get. 
And the reality is because we haven't really played hard to get and people don't really understand it's the same thing. Does that make sense, Mike? Sure. I mean, these guys don't realize that they're dealing with Billy Walters 2.0 in 2023. All Dave basically says is, I'm going to make my bet first, then I'll release it. Billy would make his bet. Then he bet the opposite side of the game to trick everybody. It's called phoning up the game. And then you'd have cappers on forums putting out the wrong side of his game because he knew that people were trying to beat him at beat him at his own game. Go ahead, Mike. It's uh, look, it's 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 very simple. If you want to join and you want to be a subscriber for life, treat it like a business. Stop chasing, you know, instant gratifications. Stop trying to overcome the the insanity of trying to beat the markets one day at a time just stop doing it yourself i mean look i mean how many times have have we seen with draftkings fanduel mgm i mean like last night we were talking about it i can't even get a soccer game in anymore it just it, it yeah, so a client just asked me about the soccer, and I'm like, uh, I logged into the soccer guy. I saw there was nothing pending. I'm like, oh, we can't even get the plays in anymore. No, no, I, I'm uh, saying in certain books, I I have to. My biggest fear and my biggest hurdle that I have to overcome is finding. Now, I mean, look in Maryland, I have so many different books, but certain ones are softer. Certain ones have better pricing. As of last night. On one of them, I couldn't do it anymore. So it's like because they they see the. Do they even give they you the courtesy the, of the uh, expense? They just limit no, you I like get, the twenty dollars. It's not even a. It's not even a limit. It just says review. Remember, I oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I, right, so, right, 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 right. And it's it's fascinating to me. It's like at some point that recreational better has to understand. This is not. Well, a I won't name. I won't name. I won't name that. Not to interrupt. I won't name the uh, one account that I have. But I went from no review to a review, which was about twenty seconds. To now the review. And this is a legal sports book, publicly traded on the stock exchange. To now a one hundred and fifty second review. So for listeners out there, understand, a hundred and fifty seconds is two minutes and thirty seconds. It is a lifetime in the world of sports wagering. The minute I saw that, the first, I had the line, it was reviewed, every every game I tried to play went a half a point against me, I just said, all right, and I hit the withdraw button, had him send me all my money back. What's the point? Not going to get any good it's, line on a 150-second review. It's not an even playing field. It's it's not what you think. Like, like we have the FedEx guy that comes in here, and he tells us about his all his in-game parlays and, and his prop bets and all. That's what they want. That's what they won't really – and maybe if you're a consistent winner over time, they might limit nah, you. Mark Pum- Marco Pamante owns all those car dealerships in Chicago. He's a dead loser. No offense, Marco, if you're listening. You're a loser. The reason why we all know you're a loser is it doesn't matter if you win $3 million every week. Your net net is still negative or they would have already cut you off. Everybody knows it. Dave talked about it. It's a fact. I say nothing bad about anybody. Love you if you're listening to this, Mark. Have no, no enemies, only friends. But let's be real. I thought we're going to get cut off for betting $500 on soccer games and you're not getting cut off from hitting $3 million parlays. They know you're a negative EV player. End of story. 
Right. And you understand. So for the audience to understand, you didn't say a negative losing better. You said he's a negative EV player. Correct. That just means he's not getting in his money. He's not getting his money in good. He's just, it's a lot of, again, it's a lot of marketing. It's a lot of, you know, uh, pumping it up and, you know, like, you know, all that stuff, you know, I'm not going to get into it as much, but there was one on Monday. Um, you know, he had a specific side. He's getting off to a big week. He's talking about an individual game. Nobody cares about individual games. I'll be honest and say I was on the opposite side of that game. We were on the opposite side. I went to overtime. We lost big freaking deal. We're still cashing the entire season following a proven trading model that can be replicated as long as you have access in your accounts versus, wow, big game. So freaking what? So, you know, it's unfortunate that we have to, you know, we have to really be creative to get our money down in the past. You know, if you told me 10 years ago, that would be my hardest hurdle. Um, I, I would thought you were lying. There's no way that I would have thought that this is where how hard it is to to get wagers down when you're a positive EV better. But again, it's not it's not even. It's not fair. It's not an even playing field. So for those recreational betters that are listening to the show, what you're doing, you probably won't get cut because you're a negative EV better. Exactly. exactly. So you don't have to worry about it, unfortunately. But we do. So if you want to come to the dark side and actually learn how to trade successfully. Get cut, get cut and have to use your and wife's learn, name and, and your daughter's name and, and your in-laws' get, names. Yeah. And learn yeah. how to get – instead of selling picks, if you want to learn how to get cut off from a legal sports book in 2023, give us a call. All your family, all your friends, just roll through the names. What else can you do? And he has the, the music will start shortly, but I will say one thing to you. Um, early on, and I, we won't get into the Super Bowl, but just so you know, Mike, this is crazy. 65% of all the money is on Philadelphia, and it's just totally disrespectful to Mahomes. And I'm just, all I'll say is with a minute, you know, it's hard. I just can see anything. I just don't see how 65% of the money could be on. Um, and I guess if it hit, if it hit three, which it never would, it would come back on Kansas city. But, you know, again, we're in Philly, Philly country. It's an hour away. I don't know what to say that to me, it looked like that was a, you talk about phoning up a line like Billy Walters used to do. It was more like they both phone phonied up their injuries. His back really wasn't that bad. His high ankle sprain really wasn't that bad, but they weren't going to say anything. You might as well let the mystique of the injuries work out in their favor. Cause you know, you can say what you want about the injuries. It was, wasn't really a factor in the game. It wasn't, it wasn't, they, they had a great game plan. I mean, it's just, it's Mahomes' magic. He creates even when he just is half the quarterback. So Las Vegas. it's going to be fascinating. That's it, guys. We'll be back. It's archived online, sportsinsiderradio.com. See you next week for the Super Bowl Breakdown.